Alright, you're currently listening to Sound Sessions. Sound Sessions. Sound Sessions. Sound what? Sound Sessions. Sound Sessions. You're listening to the sweet sounds of Sound Sessions. Thank you. What's going on, Sound Sessions? This is host Michael Heideman. Thank you so much for tuning into Sound Sessions today in your earbuds or in your car radio, however you get audio these days. You can find us on iTunes or search the WGN Radio site and find us there too. So yeah, I had the incredible opportunity to sit down with one of the bands that I've been spinning for at least the last year from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. This band has been doing great things with their sound. Something really unique about them is their sonic feel, the way that they incorporate this heavy bass-driven pop music that kind of hits you right in the face. I love it. And they're only a three-piece, too, so it's a lot of sound coming from just three guys in this band. I caught the guys from Vinyl Theater after their show at Chicago's Subterranean. So be sure to excuse all the sound that you hear. That's another band that played. And if you've ever been to the Subterranean here in Chicago, it's a very small venue. So we actually did the interview in the dressing room, which is basically just a stairway leading up to the top of the building. So you can hear nearly everything. But nevertheless, it's an amazing interview. And without further ado, here's my interview with the guys from Vinyl Theater. Enjoy. I'm Keegan. I'm Chris. I'm Nick. And you're listening to Sound Sessions on WGN. Hey, what's going on? This is Mike with Sound Sessions here on WGN Radio in Chicago. I'm backstage at the Subterranean right now after a great show by the guys from Vinyl Theater. Can you guys introduce yourself real quick for me? Hi, my name is Nick. I play drums in the band. I'm Chris. I play keyboards for the band. And I'm Keegan. I sing and play guitar for the band. So you guys just got done with this epic show here at the Subterranean. How does it feel? How does it feel to be back in Chicago? It feels amazing. It always is a great time when we come back to Chicago. Yeah, this is definitely one of our favorite cities, if not our favorite. <laughs> yeah, it's just, the crowd's always electric here. I think this might be uh, the, our, our most like stream city in the world. So we know when we come here yeah. that there's going to be people who know the songs. So it's, it's we kind of come pumped up. And then they just keep pumping us up more. So it, it's great. It's awesome. And you guys are Midwestern boys yourself from Milwaukee. Um, what were the origins of the band? How did you guys meet and then create this epic sound that you have now? Uh, we met, Chris and I, uh, this is Keegan, uh, met through cross country actually. He, he played keyboards, I played guitar, but he, we were both pretty good runners at, on our, at our schools and he came up to me and was talking some crap. And he's telling me he's going to beat me and I'm like, who the heck is this, this arrogant guy I've never met? You know, fast forward one month later, we're jamming together in my bedroom recording into like a very primitive recording setup and I guess the rest is history because in college I moved to Colorado and uh, we got Nick on board to play drums. And we emailed songs back and forth for two, two or three years. So yeah. And then, so you were you were doing the one talking all the crap, huh? Yeah, yeah. It was it was it was a joke. We had a couple guys on our team knew who he was, and they kind of dared me to go up to him, and so I did it. <laughs> it didn't go well though. <laughs> You know, you talked uh, about um, creating a, a sound that you put on the internet for, for a while to get your start on uh, just with a few songs on SoundCloud, I think, that you guys had. Um, where do you see the space in music going? Where are people finding their, their music these days? Oh, uh, well, I can start that. I know Nick has a lot of actual analytic information on that kind of stuff, but um, iTunes is shutting down. Uh, yeah, that's a big one. So streaming is the future. 
Spotify is like a second second hand, you know, right now for labels, and then radio is always number one, you know. So right now it's radio and then streaming. So it's interesting because bands, a lot of them are doing it on their own. The band that opened for us today got on some massive playlists without a label, you know, and a lot of that stuff doesn't have to do with the label as much anymore. It has more to do with are people listening to the song? Um, I, Chris, it, actually, if you could field the Spotify about about what they recently Spotify came out and said what they look for in songs yeah. to land playlists. Um, they're looking they're looking heavily at the percent download rate and how many playlists your songs are landing. Obviously, the more the better. Playlists are kind of a, a really big thing now. When I say kind of, I mean they are where people are directing themselves to music. Correct? Yes, correct. And I think that's that's what's going to lead to a lot of different record label deals and everything now in the future is going to be how well your songs are reacting. Bands have to, they put their songs out now and they can directly see if the songs are connecting with people more than ever. And, and are you following these data analytics and everything when you're looking at the band? Are you the guy who's sitting at the computer tirelessly, what songs are hitting, what choruses are going to make it pop? Well, it's not just me that's doing that. We're all, all three of us are obsessed with analytics and stuff like that. It's just a thing that you wake up and you check every day. Yeah. Uh, one thing I think that bands are getting away from, and I think I'm really excited for it, is people are getting away, like, you know, we, we stopped working with our record label recently, and we're working independently. We've thrown the rule book out on how to write a song, you know, what they want. Nobody's really dictating what bands are doing anymore, so I, I think a return to album tracks is coming. You know, people want to put out whole records because that really helps your Spotify numbers. It feels more genuine when people, when a band puts out a record. It's what they want a lot of the time now, and it's pretty it's a pretty interesting time. I, I think right now we, we were focused on a new single. We came out with a single, and now that that's I I, go, I wouldn't say it's out of the way. Like oh, we did the single. It's out of the way. So that was a transformative period of time where we, you know, we're, we're trying new things, more electronic things, drum wise, and and just trying things that we were kind of limited and told not to do but when it comes to writing an album yeah definitely we want, we want to tell a story origami our last record was a story um a bit a bit of a somber story with really uplifting like beats and, and melodies behind it but uh at, at this point yeah we want to tell a way more intricate story longer instrumentals uh, and i don't think people are really going to skip through because they're that's what everyone's missing right now they're missing the the instrumental type bands, you know? I mean, obviously there's always gonna be bands like Muse out there and there's always somebody filling that void, but I feel like all bands are becoming, I, I don't know, they're not more instrumental, but they're becoming more open to exploring that side of themselves yeah. rather than single, single, single all the time. How does it feel to, to break away from your label now? You were on uh, you were on Fuel by Ramen, great great label started by the guys from Less Than Shake. Uh, I can't think of a single band that I didn't listen to on Fuel by Ramen when I was growing up. Are you guys? How are you approaching you know going solo now and, and doing this? What's what is through your business mind as far as creating a band and and I'm I'm guessing you know it better than me. How how do you approach a business style of a band? Uh, we're we're operating the exact same way that we operated when we were with the record label. So really no change on our end. We're still managing all the same things that we did before. We have a, a great small team that works with us currently who does everything from the management to the booking to everything. So we're basically going the same way we did before. That's wonderful. I'm sitting here with Keegan, Chris, and Nick, and that great sound you hear is us sitting in backstage at the Subterranean. Uh, let's go back to the origin real quick again. You guys met in high school and just kind of built this this wonderful sound. I know I noticed that some of your old names was uh, did you start with the name Alchemy yeah, for one time? Yeah, Alchemy. Was, yeah, Alchemy. Well, go ahead. 
I don't know. We we're it's kind of like we were a bit nerdy, you know, like talking about transmuting different elements into something new, and it's just about making something etherly, you know. It's not really realistic. Alchemy wasn't a proven science in any way, shape, or form, but it's the idea of it. It's the whimsical idea of actually turning lead into gold and stuff like that. So I, I like. I always find it very interesting when bands like go through the process of creating a band name. Uh, do you have any other great band names that you kind of scratched off the list before you landed on Vinyl Theater? We, we called ourselves Little Bribes at one point because it was like a lyric from a Death Cab for Cutie song. Okay. So we're just, I was diehard Death Cab ba- fan for a while and, and we still love, I mean their new still stuff's incredible. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Ben, ben Gibbard's great. How do you feel about the breakup with Zoe Deschanel? Are the songs getting more sad or less sad? I liked it. Kintsugi is the record that, that is the process of uh, repairing pottery with uh, actual like gold so what they do is they f- the fill so after you've been broken yeah. they, f- they reinforce it with gold so it's almost as if you've reformed and become more beautiful I like the concept of the record because he's talking about hey you know you, there's no room for me here because you had all this attention I understand how that works but I'm stronger for it you know I might look different now and look like I've been broken but I am stronger I don't know if that's my take on it is it's amazing I, I love that. I, I love it. So you, you t- we're talking about like bands you grew up listening to, your influences. Um, my dad and I used to listen to a lot of vinyl when I was growing up. A lot of Cat Stevens, Beatles albums. What were some of the first vinyl albums, herb CDs, tapes that you and your parents listened to? What was that first album where it really hit your heart and you thought, this is something that I could do for the rest of my life? Uh, it wasn't necessarily with my parents, but... Uh it was Led Zeppelin 4. Yes. That record. That was the first album I like heard from them and I was like, wow, you know, drums can sound like this, you know, on a song, you know, and it was just mind-blowing at the time. Uh, for me it was Super Tramp. So Crime of the Century or Breakfast in America. Those are two albums that I listen to a lot. Talk about an epic album cover though. Super Tramp knew how to do it right. Yeah. It's incredible, yeah. How about you? Uh, well, I started playing guitar. I was really influenced by Slash. I love Guns N' Roses. My dad was a paratrooper, and the song behind his paratrooper video was Welcome to the Jungle. And I'm like, how do you make something make that sound? So I got into playing guitar. I copied everything Slash did. And then Chris actually introduced me to The Killers, and that was it. I was like, I want to make songs now. So The Killers were what set me off and said, I want to be a songwriter. I want to be in a band. I don't just want to write songs. I want to be in a band, you know? Yeah. So... That's so heavy. Some of the greatest albums of all time, by the way. You mentioned The Killers. I know you guys have been touring with huge bands like Mr. Wives, 21 Pilots. What's that one tour you guys want to jump on to next? Like, What would be the, the next goal to hit on to? Obviously, it would be a headlining stadium tour of Vinyl Theater. But uh, if you could see yourself playing with another group, what group would you mesh with best? I don't know about meshing. I know that I don't. I don't know how they feel about you know. Like we don't have a bass player, so we, we run you know our bass on track. But yeah. uh, Cage Elephant, I think that they're one, some of the best musicians in the world right now, and one of the best bands in the world. I would love to tour with them, but I don't know how they feel about you know different bands and stuff. I'm sure they're really open-minded. Mm-hmm. So I love them. And how about you? I probably the Killers. Yeah, yeah I always go back to that. <laughs> There's, there's one band that has an amazing kind of live setup with a ton of drums on stage. Um, Imagine Dragons. I just lo- I love how they take their songs and they turn it into this big like percussion thing. It's so cool. Two Utah bands right there too, by the way. 
KT Elephant, I, I, when I saw them last, they were at Summerfest a few years ago, and they broke every single instrument on stage and were never allowed back again. <laughs> but I think they played there ever since, yeah. Like, you're you know, not allowed back, but yeah, we're, we're big enough that, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> so you're here in Chicago. What are some of your best memories of Chicago that you've come here? When you come to the city, you're from Milwaukee. Do you have any certain hotspots you have to hit, any restaurants you need to go to, or um, bars you need to check out? Uh, I have good memories of Double Door, and um, and one of our first shows they ever played was at a place called the Elbow Room, and it was a battle of the bands we played down in Chicago. No way! We loaded that piano down the Elbow Room, that tiny staircase. It's like that one, like a spiral staircase. That's a that's a pretty historic piano too. You, so you guys played at the Elbow Room, huh? Oh my gosh, and that's and if, for people who don't know that venue is maybe it's the size of the, your local dive bar yeah. that you can find out. And you guys played a battle of bands there, huh? Yes. What what year was this? Like 2013. No way. Look where you guys have come all the way from 2013 at the Elbow Room now. It's hard, it's hard to look back and say look how far we've come because everybody's the same way. You always look forward, you know. But yeah, thinking of that, we have come a, a little bit. <laughs> So what's the next step for Vinyl Theater? What's the next movement forward, I suppose? Making a record that's like the live show. Making something that we're, I mean, we're proud of what we've done, but I want to make something that we didn't think we could do, you know, especially instrumentally. Nick is an amazing drummer, and I think sometimes we don't get to show that as much, and Chris, uh, we don't get to show that part of our our musicianship, and, and that's what we wanted. That's our goal, is to show that next record, and you know, and... I think that's going to come down to just never saying no to a new idea and never saying no to like an extended bridge and a synth solo or anything. So you guys tore apart this show tonight. This you obviously have a great connection with your fans, and that actually leads us into the next part of the interview, which is our fan questions. You guys mind if we ask you a few from Twitter here? Sure. All right. So this is from the Twitter handle Y Cruise with three Z's. Uh, your music has evolved since Electrogram. Who has been your inspiration music-wise since moving on from that kind of music? A uh, major one is Aaron Bruno of AWOL Nation. Right on. Yeah, that's definitely one of my one favorite one. new bands. Probably, I like all their new albums, or every album that they've done. I'm kind of obsessed. What they do with their sound and kind of that billowing yes. build-up, how do they even approach that in, in the studio? How do you know to make a sound that's going to sound like a leaf blower going into like a, <laughs> an extreme guitar solo, right? I love it. I think yes. they, just, they don't have any rules. Like when they sit down to write, they just there's no structures. They just sit down and go wherever it goes. For most of their albums, yeah, and they're 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 under Red Bull Records, and we we've uh, met with them before, and the it seems like the label itself is full of people who want their artists to do whatever they want, and that is really cool and unique. So I like that about them. That's really that's a good point. Uh, Albert Hammond Jr. just signed on with Red Bull Records yeah. too. Great, great label. We, we, we talked to them yeah. about we talked to them about that. Uh, right after they had signed him, we we had we were, we were just chatting with them and talking to them, and it sounds like. They're, he's he's like got this fire underneath him right now. He's like, I want to show that I can do you know certain things by myself, you know, or or I'm under my name, and it's really really gonna be awesome. I can't wait for your next album, by the way, guys. Uh, we got one more from Undercover Emo. Uh, Ethan is your bro. Uh, they want to. This is a two-parter, by the way, guys. The favorite band that you went on tour with recently, and your favorite soda. Um, Coca-Cola, and. I gotta say, Mr. Wives Small Pools. Okay, right on. 
Yeah, I gotta agree with that. They're incredible people and an incredible band. So, favorite favorite soda though? Oh, favorite soda. Oh, I've been drinking Diet Coke a lot because of this guy. So I probably have to go with that. Yeah, uh, Diet Coke. If you're listening, uh, please sponsor me. <laughs> uh, no, I, I do. I love diet soda. Uh, I can't stand like real like uh, high fructose corn syrup. Okay. It's just so sticky and I'm just yeah. But um. Yeah, like they said, Mr. Wives and Small Pools, we've become really close friends with them. Um, but we did do a tour with this band called Iron Tom that's really amazing. Really cool live show. Guys, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to speak with us today here on WGN Radio Sound Sessions. Last questions. There's a group of guys or a girl sitting in their garage right now. What kind of advice can you give them when they're sitting in their garage or basement and to get to the level that you guys are at today? Um, man, that's really hard because everybody has a different walk in life, but the three of us found each other. We became, you know, we became brothers and we decided to drop out of school together. We've never left each other. You know, it, it's about, if it, if, I, if it really comes down to it, it's about trust. Like, I trust you guys with my, you know, with, this isn't my life. Like, if they abandon me, if I abandon them, you're ruining someone's life. And we, it's like this silent agreement that we're going to make music for the rest of our lives together. And it's tough. So when you make a band, find those people that want to do it for the rest of their lives, you know. And, and then the music will come. And so will the shows and, and the money will come in time. So, Guys, do you want to add anything to that? Or, uh, yeah. Uh, try not to be overcritical about everything around you, you know. Like, you might be jealous of someone who's more successful or anything, but don't let that discourage you. Make sure you're always learning and never give up. And always put 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 it out there. Put your music out there. Don't be afraid. You're gonna be worried that it's not good enough. Just put it out there, because then you can get on to the next thing, you know, and keep keep releasing music. It's just what you gotta do. Yeah, I think they, they got it there. <laughs> I would just be repeating them, so <laughs> guys, I can't thank you enough. Thank you so much for joining us here on Sound Sessions today. Thank you, thank you for having us. Can't get enough of Sound Sessions? Like our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter at SoundSeshPod, and check us out on Instagram 